Hey, thanks for being here. Let's do some pod crashing. Episode number 194 is with Will Daly from the podcast Sound of Our Town. This has to be one of the most amazing modern day podcasts I've ever bumped into in the way that it's almost like it's not about the world. It's about the localism. You're taking listeners into the community, the localism of the music. Right, right. And, and how and how that community really brought it forth, how it still survives there. Um, like in the in the Asbury episode, um, it's it's a really important still part of Bruce Springsteen's legacy that out of the riots in Asbury Park in nineteen in the seventies, he formed this integrated band yeah. from both sides of the tracks, and it's an important part of of everything that he's done since. Isn't that kind of odd how music takes shape like that? It, it usually, you know, com- comedians will always tell you that a great joke comes from sadness or a, a dark place. Music is no different. It comes from that one place where nobody wants to be, but I'm glad I was there. Yeah. And and that place where you need to get to, like if it needs right. to get you dancing because you've you've been still too long or, you know, you need to move your body. It gets you to that place where you need to be. Um, and uh it's 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 interesting because we we worry about all these things, but uh, we we spend a lot of time with uh, our streaming shows and our cues and all these things we want to do in life. The most ancient practice we have is live music. Yeah, yeah. That and sex, sex and live music <laughs> and eating, I guess. All right, sex, eating, live music. <laughs> the name of the podcast is Sound of Our Town. I, I, I'm anxious to watch your 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 process grow here because uh, you know I, I, I've been a podcaster since 2012, and and you know it's the old shows that get the biggest hits, and so th- this is going to be one of those podcasts that, that that 10, 20 years from now we're going to be going back all, through every one of your episodes. Okay, now you're freaking me out. <laughs> You're speaking to a future listener is what you're doing on your podcast. Okay, now you're blowing my mind because I'm not thinking about it like that. But you're, <laughs> you're so, that's so, so true. So now when, I, when I'm when i done with this interview and I get back on the mic and work on my podcast, I'll have that in mind. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be talking to the future. Well, because, that is very true. Because people will go to your podcast and say, okay, well, I'm going to this city. It's outside of Detroit. And, and because Will took the time to, to really interview the artist and to really kind of put focus on the artist, I'm going to see what's really happening there. Right. No, you're, you're absolutely right. And it's been interesting for me because, you know, I've been putting out songs for 15 years and putting out records and touring around. And when I dropped the first episode, I was like, hmm, it just feels different. Why is it? Oh, because (laughs) this kind of is evergreen and it goes and it goes and it goes and exists and it and it travels in that way you want your music to travel, where it's one person will tell the next person, oh, where are you going? You're going to Asbury Park? Well, listen to this. Listen to Sound of Our Town. They have an episode on Asbury Park. Um Whereas a song is just like kind of immediate and and you push and push in that first couple of months and then you go out and tour. It's just a different experience. And I, I have to kind of attenuate my expectations now. See, I wish I would have had this podcast when when San Francisco was the place where, where music was happening with the Grateful Dead. And why is it did why didn't George Harrison love being there? I mean, I mean, I, I didn't have this podcast to give me that experience. Right, right. I know, and there's and there's a lot to uncover in each city. And I, I have my city selected for this season. I have a dream list for season two and season three even. But um, I'm also toying with like, can you go back to a city as well? Oh. Um, you know, four seasons later or something like yeah. that. But 
Any, any plans well, on coming to Charlotte? And the reason why I bring that up is because Elvis played here 53 times at, at the Carolina Theater, which they're refurbishing. That, I mean, that to me is a story. That is a story. I love playing in Charlotte. I just I just played the Evening Muse down in Oh, <gasps> You did? Oh, yeah, my I love God. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah. Um, I love Don and uh, Lord. They're so great. Uh, I, um, I had them on a short list for season one, but I wanted to, I knew I, you know, I kind of have such a good relationship with the evening muse and uh, my, one of my, I always like, I start to kind of highlight my dream rooms in certain cities, right. places I haven't played. Cause I would love to play the neighborhood theater across oh, the street. Um, <laughs> and the, you know, I even got a room in Boston. I'm from Boston. There's a couple rooms there. I, I, I even haven't played. And, um, but I will definitely be covering Charlotte, 100%. Where did this idea for the podcast, Sound of Our Town, come from? Were you, were you out on the road? Were, I mean, because, you know, podcasts are one of those things where you have to make a really a lifelong investment. Right. Okay, now you, you're freaking me out again. <laughs> so, um, I, uh, Double Elvis, who, you know, puts it out, and they put out Disgraceland and 27 yep, Club yep. and all these great music podcasts. When my friend Jake Brennan put that out, I, I don't know, it was like 2017 or 18, he had a release party for the first three episodes uh, in Boston and asked me to come play at it. So I played at it and he's like, you know, you ever have an idea? You let me know. You ever have an idea? And I would just throw him and his partner some ideas once in a while. And they just said, well, what about what about your experiences on the road and you just cover each city and its music scene? Um, <laughs> And we thought about this. This this came to the table in 2019, and we did a we did like a test show, and then the obvious happened, and live music shut down. And I just yep. thought, oh, yeah. Well, you know, and when that all happened, I thought, okay, we'll get it going in a, in a month. You know, we'll ride this out. We'll all lock down for four weeks, and then we'll do it. And then it's three months, six months, and then about I don't know, eight months ago, I got a call and I was like. Do you think we can do it now? And I thought, <laughs> I think now is the time we have to do it. You know, I think we all have so much worry and anxiety in our lives right now. And we have so much content. And in a way, Sound of Our Town is like an anti-content show. It's a show about getting out and being with people. Yeah. And not worrying about what we're going to stream that night or anything that is affecting our lives when you get in a room with other human beings who you don't know and you all engage with this sound and your energy in that room then feeds the artists on the stage you can you can almost work anything out after that um so i i kind of believe in this show in even a bigger way than just a music and a travel show because i think this practice like i said this practice is ancient and there's a reason for that you're the inside sleeve of an album cover yeah there you go the city's album the inside sleeve of a city's album cover yeah yeah because i mean i mean charlotte compared to gastonia compared to columbia i mean we we may be in the same region but the thing is though the music is different i mean i mean here in the south there's a thing called shagging and now if, if i say that in england they're going to think i'm talking about sex but but shagging is 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 a huge thing here in the south but yet it's not you know a, a big thing in in other areas in the south right do you know what right. shagging is yeah, I know everyone. You know, I, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, I just have that one thing in my mind right now. So I, no, I, I don't want to say I don't know what it is, but I don't know what your shagging is. 
but shagging is uh, ba- back in the the fifties and sixties. Uh, uh, a lot of people went to the beach to to get their R and B, and that was the only place where they. Could, and so what they did is they called it beach music, and so so they would they would get their R and B and stuff like that, and they created a dance around it. So it would flood back into cities like Charlotte, and they would go shagging. Oh. Okay, this this is this is kind of ringing ringing a distant <laughs> bell. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, be, being connected to oh, your, your exactly. I mean, being connected to your podcast. I mean, I mean, that's what I love about what you're doing here. You are like a modern day Dick Clark, Casey Case, and Wolfman Jack doing doing a show like this. Oh, thanks. I mean. Again, you keep thrusting this like wonderful, heavy responsibility on me. I love it because um, it's good. Because I'm gonna get back on the mic today to do, to work on uh, Atlanta, and um, oh my god, you know, I'll be carrying this with me. But I, I, I but I, I, I am taking it not not in a heavy, heavy responsibility, but in an important responsibility. Just like you know, like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to repeat myself, but we need this. Yes, you know, we need to understand how powerful live music is for our communities and how it heals the community and how it makes a community thrive. You could have the best skyscrapers in your town, all this great real estate, um, all these great banks and coffee shops. If you do not have theaters, if you do not have rock clubs, if you do not have places where MCs can go have a rap battle, where, where there's art on the wall, then all those things, those skyscrapers, those banks, they all lose value. Yep. And they yep. will not survive. You need when you have people going out and engaging, then the restaurants are full and the streets have everyone, you know, in a spirit of, of being alive. I got. I got to be honest with you. During the lockdown, I took up a job at a grocery store because I needed to be with people. Because I crave being with people. And every yeah. Thursday night at this grocery store, we have live music. We have live entertainers that come in and perform at the bar inside the grocery store. You're you're kidding me. No, no. We really do have live entertainment yeah. every so, Thursday okay, night in the show. Okay, so in the show, I always. Towards the end, I say, you know, there's a hidden gem and like a little hidden gem where it's not quite a club or anything like that, but it's something, you know, live music adjacent where you, this is a great, great detail. So I'm going to be hitting you up for the Charlotte episode because that that sounds like a beautiful hidden gem, because if you're traveling to Charlotte and you got to get some supplies to the grocery store, that's the grocery store to go to. Absolutely. Every Thursday night we and we, we call it Thirsty Thursday and, and we and we call it the Teeter Tavern. Oh my gosh, that that is exactly what I'm looking for. That's what this show's about. And say, and, and look how wonderful and unique that makes your city than, you know, having another Whole Foods. Right. You know, the Whole Foods is the same in Charlotte as it is in Chicago. So, but you guys make it special. And for anybody coming to that town to be able to walk in there, it makes your trip in your time on earth more special just to experience that than it would be to walk into the same copy and print you know coffee shop right and you, you name it whatever it is and when we do that we start to tell the story of who we are and, and where we are and you're right about how music changes people because the moment they start at five o'clock the whole atmosphere changes people with the right. way that they're thinking the way that they're acting i mean they walk through the through the grocery store with with glasses of wine and beer local beers and stuff like that but you're right music changes everything mm-hmm. it really does i mean uh you, your your defenses drop your worries can drop yep um, you you feel special because that space treated itself in a special way, 
and said that you being there matters to them. And well, you know, I you know, I've gone into clubs and played clubs where they didn't even feel that way about their club, and so then so then I don't feel that way oh about God. playing there. Oh when I walk into a club and they say, "Do you need anything to drink before you put you get your stuff on stage?" Do you need blah 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 and all that stuff. All of a sudden. I feel special because they're making me feel special. I think this place is special. Anyone who walks in the door. And um, when we do that service for each other, um, it goes a long, long way. And, you know, I just even when I go play in Europe, I think, okay, there's a McDonald's here. That's not exciting to me. <laughs> there's, there's a this or that. And, and But when I walk into the club or the restaurant that I couldn't have, the experience I couldn't have in any other city, then my life is enriched um and 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 art art always has to lead the way on that we can't we can't force it in by other other means that is why we rely on art and artists and spaces that hold those people in them so true so so true to enrich our lives and make and make it feel like our time here is special. Jim Sonnefeld just recently told me that his experience at Amos is here in Charlotte. He says it's the only place in the world where you can be drumming and order a beer at the same time. I love stories like that from you, from musicians like yourself. Yeah, ab- absolutely. And and then what happens is then I you tell the next person about it. Yep. When when when, when you have something special like that, you're gonna be my you're gonna be my go to for the Charlotte episode. <laughs> Well, you got to come to town, man. We'll, we'll we'll get some of that southern barbecue, or we'll just go do some southern food. Period, dude. Absolutely. I was. Well, I think it was a. Uh, it was fall. It was fall when I was there last year. Oh my god. Yeah, oh. The muse. Uh, it's it's Noda is a beautiful place, man. I mean, I've I've seen Noda grow, and and now that they've got the train going through there, it's just, it's just going to expand even more. I just I just love it. Oh, it it is my is my favorite part of town, and and. And you can just walk out and there's so many great eats and everything like that. Yes. I mean, I've been dropping some food in the podcast too, because that is a big part of being out to see live music. And it's a big part for me. Sometimes if I'm in a club that doesn't have food, I, I want to know where I can get that quick bite or that special bite. You know, we just did in the Chicago episode, which comes out this week. There's just a little detail on this guy, the tamale guy. He goes around to clubs throughout chicago and if you're lucky he comes into the venue you're in and starts serving up hot tamales <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> and his wife makes them and he goes in with a hot this, this giant box sells them in the bar and goes out to the next venue <laughs> and that's that's the detail we're talking about and how you feel like you won the lottery if you get a hot tamale in chicago um so it's it, I love that kind of stuff. Wow. You got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Will. The door is always going to be open for you. Ah, that's an honor. Thank you very much. Will you be brilliant today, okay, sir? You too. You, you too. I appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, Harold.